This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. Anderson Wilder, he was the crew engineer and executive officer at the Mars Desert Research Station located out in the Utah desert. Anderson, great to have you. Oh, it's it's great to be here. Thank you. All right, so you were part of this program that is essentially a dress rehearsal for what life on Mars would actually be like. Tell us about this. What's this like? Yeah, so it's it's called an analog mission, and... This particular one was um, organized with the Mars Society, uh, directed by Dr. Rob Zubrin. Um, it's pretty much a habitat that we have that is set up out in Utah. Uh, they also have one in Hawaii, and NASA has one down in Houston. And they also use the bases in Antarctica as um, a research hub. And pretty much we have a team that goes out and does research, but they do it in the context of being on Mars. So once the simulation starts, um, everything is set that you have, you are behaving as if you're on Mars. If you have to go out outside to look at any, ro- any rock samples or anything, you have to go out in a spacesuit. Your food and, and water is limited and your space to live is small. And so you're in that building with about six or seven people. Um, so yeah, that's what um, the basics of the analogs are. Now, what are some of the things that people might not necessarily think about, but that you have to sort of deal with the day to day? Obviously, you can't go outside without your spacesuit on, because on Mars, if you decide it's time to go for a, you know go for a stroll with Fido, you you both both better have spacesuits on, or else I'm assuming it's going to be a very bad day. Uh, so you have to keep your suit on when you go outside. How do you go, how do you go about the uh, food and uh, the, the, the sort of day to day aspects of simulating life on Mars while you're out in the desert in Utah? Yeah, so um, our food. We were stationed with um, the dried food, uh, the dried and canned food, um, somewhat similar to what the astronauts have on the space station. So they have a, um, a much larger menu. Um, but we had to rehydrate our food, just like the astronauts um, up in space have to, have to now. And that's what um, is the idea that will happen with the astronauts who go to Mars, except they are also, um, NASA and other researcher, researchers are working on um, designing systems to be able to grow food. So on the journey to to and from Mars, uh, we would be able to grow food. So the journey to and from, but can you grow food theoretically when you're there? Yeah, there are some um, other researchers. I mean, researchers are doing um, studies in, in every possible field um, to take this a possibility. Um, there are some people who have um, done some studies that show that we would be able to grow food in, in Martian regolith, which is on Mars, uh, it's dirt. Um, right. So they should be able to, as of right now, um, to be able to grow food within the Martian. And how, how does, yeah. uh, I see that part of the experimentation you do for this, what do you call it, a- analog training for life on Mars, is the usage yes, sorry, of sorry. 3D printing technology. Is that just essentially, you get a 3D printer so that, you know, you need a, 
you're on Mars, you need a hammer, you print a hammer. Is, is that more or less what's going on? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, that is exactly what's going on. Um, with 3D um, printing or additive manufacturing, uh, that makes, it essentially gives you free reign to, to, to produce what, whatever you need. Um, instead of bringing a hammer and then needing a wrench, if you need a wrench, you just print a wrench. And so that way you are saving on material and cost. If anything breaks, if it's able to be 3D printed, you can 3D print it, not have to wait the, um, the multiple months and millions of dollars to launch it to the space station, or in the case if you're on Mars, then you'd have to wait the months, right? multiple, multiple months to get a resupply machine. Yeah, that would be a very, even, that would be more expensive than even like Pentagon hammers, right? If they had to send that thing up to you in space, I assume it would cost quite a pretty penny. Yes, yes, it would. So um, the social and psychological aspects of this, how do they try to simulate and prepare for that? I, I assume that if one was going to actually live on Mars for a period of time, I pardon me for you know uh, out, out, an outsider perspective here, but it would seem pretty weird. Might, might weird some people out. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's most likely not going to be for the faint of heart. Um, there are many researchers at NASA and across the world working on different aspects of team dynamics and um, sleep studies, um, eating studies, and everything else that could possibly affect the, um, the psyche of an individual who is, at, who is that isolated away from human society. I, I, there is... Um, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I, I was just going to add that there are many uh, thoughts and ideas of what could possibly happen, but there are many of the Many of those things are not truly testable without being in the situation itself. How far are we from setting up some kind of a, a, a you know human being life sustaining uh, Mars station? Yeah, I, mean, I think right now what the plan is, is NASA is looking at um, getting with international uh, cooperation um, people on Mars uh, by the mid twenty thirties. Um, Mid twenty thirties, so certainly yeah, within yeah. our lifetimes, those of us, you know, I mean, I'm I'm f- soon to be thirty five, so uh, there's a good chance that there'll be people on Mars during my lifetime. Yeah, we should definitely see that as long as everything goes as planned. Um, but yeah, um, Elon Musk, the creator of SpaceX and Tesla Motors, uh, he has a plan to get people there even sooner. And then there's also a group called Mars One. Uh, which I, you may or may not have heard of, was a group who were trying to send people to Mars one way. Uh, they also have a plan to get people to Mars sooner than that. Um, but as of, as of right now, what, what NASA is, is planning on doing is um, the mid-2030s. And uh, just uh, as a reminder for folks, we've, we've addressed this a little bit in the past on the show uh, once, but uh, life, I mean, not life, uh, conditions on the surface of Mars right now, how cold, how much gravity, what's it like? Yeah, so uh, the, the conditions on Mars, uh, some of them are similar to Earth and some are drastically different. Um, gravity is about one-third. So if you've ever seen a big video of people jumping on the moon, it'd be somewhat, it would be somewhat more similar to that than it would be to what we have here on Earth. I could finally dunk. Um, it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, the, the temperatures, uh, you're looking at an average of negative 80 degrees. So um, beyond cold. <laughs> You know, um, and with lows as far as negative 195 degrees. 
So it's really oh, cold. It, it, I mean, it, even people in Minnesota yeah. are like, oh, yeah, that's cold. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not short weather. Uh, uh, and, and then the atmosphere, uh, you have the atmosphere, it's um, 95% carbon dioxide. And only... Um, so it's super cold, really no oxygen or very little oxygen, and a third a third the level of gravity that we're used to. Correct. Yes. And the, the gravity issue—that's something that is. Are there concerns about how that would affect sort of human beings in ways that we can't even necessarily anticipate? I mean, is that you know what does that do to your internal organs and your heart? Is that a, I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah. So um, with the astronauts that we've had now uh, over the past fifty-five years that we've been sending people into space. They are in, in a microgravity environment, what um, we generally refer to as zero-G, where they're uh, more or less floating weightless. And uh, the longest we've had people, well, currently regular missions to the space station are running about six months long. We, uh, we j- j- just finished a one-year study, and so we had, uh, had two astronauts, uh, one astronaut and one cosmonaut, in the space station for a year, we've had a, uh, the Rush, the Soviets, Russians have had people in Mir for a bit longer than that. Um, but they seem to be able to come back and operate more or less um, just as well as they did before. I mean, if there are problems. The legs, uh, you know, the muscles and bones are starting to deteriorate, so they spend two to three hours a day exercising. But um, there are issues that we don't know. As of right now, if that if that third gravity, how that will affect us differently from microgravity. So again, that is something that is being studied on a daily basis by researchers around the world on how to counteract the negative effects of that. All right, Anderson Wilder was the crew engineer and executive officer at the Mars Desert Research Station located in the Utah desert. More on this on Twitter at spacedork eighty. Are you at spacedork eighty four? Yes, I That is your Twitter handle. All right. That's bold. Yeah, at SpaceDork84. It's, <laughs> it's a nickname a friend gave me. I hear you, man. Hey, I, I used to be in the CIA. We used to give each other weird nicknames, too. Anderson uh, Wilder, thank you very much for joining, man. Great to have you. Uh, thank you very much. It was great being here. Thank you, sir. The Buck Sexton Show. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 